You are listening to the Miles Straight Podcast. For more information on Miles Straight or to watch a video version of this podcast, visit www.milestraightbc.org. The speaker for today will be our senior pastor, Tom Goss. Once again, the worship team has messed me up. They get these this song service and the praise going, and it just causes me to sing too hard. And then I get up here without a voice, and now what am I going to do? Um, we'll see what happens. If you haven't already, grab a study guide and, uh, or something on which you can take notes. And uh, let's jump in. Today we're going to be looking at the last part of John chapter 13 and the first part of John chapter 14. It is in this passage that uh, Jesus is going to reveal something very powerful to his disciples. Now, he's already been talking about it with the Jewish people. He's already laid it out, given them some insight. But quite honestly, it appears to us that the disciples did not understand, did not comprehend, or refused to believe. Whichever the case may be, Jesus needed now to repeat that directly to his disciples. He needed to go to them directly. Now, it's going to be problematic because the disciples, upon hearing what Jesus is going to tell them, are going to go into a great deal of fear over what he says. Even though he's already expressed it, even though he's already laid it out, they are going to be very much afraid because of what he tells them. It's so important for us to understand as Jesus now begins to lay out after the fact that he shares this with his disciples, he begins to lay out for them a reason why this is happening. You may not like it, may not enjoy it, disciples, but here's the truth. This is the reason it has to happen this way. And what a blessing it is for the disciples to get to experience that. That they not only know that this is coming, which is something most of us don't have the opportunity uh, to, to get the advance warning over. We just get hit with life. Life is hard. We know that. But the disciples got the warning that it was coming and then an explanation of why it was taking place. Well, that's not really the whole gist of where we're heading in this study. I think it's very important to understand that God had a plan. God always has a plan. The things that happen in life, the difficulties, the problems, the sorrows, the heartbreak, the fear, the anxiety, all of these things that come in life, God has a purpose and a plan for what we're facing. God is not sitting in heaven. He's not wringing his hands saying, Oh my goodness, I just never saw that coming. No. God has a plan. It's much bigger. God knows the beginning and the end. God knows how every piece of the puzzle needs to be moved in order to fit into place to work exactly the way he intends it to. God has a plan. We're a small piece of that plan, and yet God is at work in our lives developing that plan through the difficulties and through the good times. God is at work. 
So Jesus begins the conversation, John chapter 13. If you're taking notes, write this down if you would. Number one, we see the first important thing that comes out of this, and it's the reason for devastation. The reason for devastation. The disciples are completely devastated when Jesus tells them this. We're going to see how that develops. I'm going to read to you verses 33 through 38 of chapter 13. And as we read through this, I'm going to stop intermittently to give explanation. I want to, I want to break it down as we work our way through this particular passage to give you some additional insights and thoughts about it. So Jesus is talking here. He says, little children, yet a little while I am with you. Okay, now let's stop for just a second. Yet a little while I am with you. Little children, disciples... Guys, you've been with me now for three and a half years, but I'm only going to be with you for a little while longer. Now this, in the minds of the disciples, is one of two things. Either it's a hoax or it's a betrayal. Jesus has been with them through this process, through this three and a half years, guiding their every step. He's walked with them through the difficulties. He's instructed them. He's taught them. He's led them. He's commanded them. He's told them what to do, what not to do. And now all of a sudden, when life and ministry is getting really intense, it's getting really involved, all of a sudden, Jesus says, I'm about to leave you. Now, why was this problematic for the disciples? Now, think about it with me. In the minds of the disciples, they did not see this coming. This wasn't part of the plan. What they saw happening was Jesus coming to the earth with the express purpose of becoming king. He would exert his dominance over the Roman government. He would ascend to the place of authority and everyone would be in his, uh, under submission to him. The disciples then would be elevated to positions of authority as well. And they would get to rule and reign with Jesus Christ. That's what they saw coming. Now we know that one day Jesus Christ will return. He will set up his kingdom. He will rule and reign for a thousand years here on earth. The disciples were looking through the cross, beyond the cross, to the time that the kingdom would be established, not realizing that there was a deep valley where all of these Things of life as we know it are taking place before the time would come for Jesus to establish his kingdom. They were expecting it to happen at any moment. So now Jesus is saying, guys, I'm going away. It's not what you expected. It's not what you were looking for. But it's exactly the way God intends it. It's going to happen exactly the way God has laid it out for us. Let's continue reading. Jesus said, you will seek me. And just as I said to the Jews, so now I also say to you, where I'm going, you cannot come. So here we have an additional element of problem for the disciples. Jesus, you're going away, but it's okay because we'll just follow you. Hey, you're our leader. You're not going anywhere that we won't just pick up and we'll go with you. And Jesus busts that bubble, bursts that bubble. He says, no, you can't follow me. Follow me. And then something interesting takes place. 
It's as if Jesus just skips conversations. I mean, he's in this conversation, and all of a sudden, it's concluded without any, any really concluding thoughts. It's just finished, and he jumps to another conversation. But the truth is, these two are married so well. I want you to look and notice where he goes. Verse 34, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Okay, now understand what's taking place. Jesus is telling the disciples, guys, I'm going away. And this is going to put you into a very, very difficult place. And if there's ever a time when you need each other, if there's ever a time when you need to be encouraging one another, supporting one another, standing with one another, if there's ever a time when you need to be standing behind each other, it's right now, right now. And so I'm not just telling you something I hope you do. I'm, I'm giving you an express command. You've got to love each other. Man, there's got to be a godly love seen through you that people can look and acknowledge and say, wow, they've got to be disciples of Jesus Christ. Look at how they stand together. And as I thought about that, I thought about the time in which we live. We live in a pretty rough time. I mean, there's such division everywhere. People are lovers of themselves. They are so consumed with what's going on in their own lives, they're not really concerned about what's going on in the lives of other people. There is so much hatred, so much bitterness, so much fighting. And I don't know if you've noticed it or not, but anyone who would claim the name of Christian is really pretty much despised by a lot of people in our world today. Let me tell you, if there was ever a time when we need each other, time is now. If there was ever a time when we need to be encouraging one another, clinging to one another, we need to be supporting one another, that time is right now. The problem is there's all of this petty selfishness. You know, we get so wrapped up in our own world, we get so consumed by our own pride that we just lose sight of what everybody else is going through what everybody else is facing. We must, we must be people who put aside the selfishness. We must be people who put aside the pride and who get right down to what Jesus commanded us to do, to realize how deeply, desperately we need one another and to love each other accordingly. Love each other accordingly. So Jesus has told the disciples, I'm going away. I've got a commandment for you. You've got to love each other. You're going to need each other. Times are going to get hard. Now, as you may or may not know, if you know church history, you know that in A.D. 90, 92, it got really bad in the Roman Empire for Christians. There was a lot of persecution. There was a lot of difficulty taking place. 
the, the disciples were experiencing that firsthand. Some were imprisoned, some were beaten, some were, were stoned, some had their heads removed. They desperately needed one another. Jesus wasn't telling them something that wasn't really important here. He was saying, I'm going away. I don't have a long time to talk to you. What I'm going to tell you here, you need to know is vital. Got to love one another. We need to follow suit. To me, though, it's interesting to see Peter's response to this. Because Peter, in a way in which only Peter could do, as somewhat the leader of the disciples next to Jesus, Peter had a way of just getting right to the heart of what they were all thinking. And so ignoring this seemingly change of subject from Jesus, ignoring the thoughts of love and, and, and needing each other, Peter takes it right back to the first thing Jesus said. Look at verse 36. Peter said to him, Lord, where are you going? We don't need to know about this love stuff. Just Let's just get back on track here. Where are you going? Jesus responds once again with something he said before, but this time he gives them encouragement. Listen to what he says. Where I am going, you cannot follow me now, but you will follow afterward. Now, I think that's really important because Jesus is giving them some insight. Where I'm going, you can't go right now, but understand that doesn't mean that this is all said and done because eventually you're going to follow me to this place. Okay, let's continue reading. Verse 37. Peter said to him, Lord, why can't I follow you right now? I will lay down my life for you. Now, I think in Peter's heart, he meant this. I, I think when it comes right down to it, Peter thought, if something's going to happen to Jesus, I'm going to be there defending him. If someone's going to come up against him to take him away forcefully, then you've got to understand I'm going to be there, and I expect these other guys to be standing behind me. But Jesus needed Peter to understand reality. Peter, spirit is willing, flesh is weak. The reality is you mean that, but here's what's actually going to happen. Notice, if you will, verse 38. Jesus answered, will you lay down your life for me? Peter, will you really lay down your life for me? Truly, truly, I say to you, the rooster will not crow till you have denied me three times. Before morning comes, Peter, you're going to deny three times that you even know me. You going to stand up and fight for me? No. You're going to deny that you even know who I am three times. For the disciples, this was the additional crushing blow that would have brought on complete and utter devastation. Complete helplessness, 
overwhelmed by what Jesus was saying. He's going away. And on top of that, in these final moments we have with him, we're not even going to stand with him. We're going to desert him. For the disciples, they went from feeling like Jesus was going to desert them to now feeling like they're going to desert Jesus. They go from emotion to emotion, from hurt to hurt, from sorrow to sorrow, pain to pain. It just keeps flashing. It just keeps going. 